Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys this is uh C.S. Joseph, again, talking about Jungian analytical psychology and how it can improve our lives or <clears throat> assist us in our daily journeys. Um, that could be anything from parenting to work, business, relationships, uh, basically any form of human interaction in life uh, could be uh, beneficial. So last two videos, we talked about uh, the four sides of the mind. Uh, we also talked about how type is not being put into a box, but it's more of a uh, way of life. And yesterday we talked about the structure of cognitive functions uh, within the mind and the eight cognitive functions and how they are eight different uh, spectrum with which the mind can tune into and use it for decision-making or uh, gathering information. So today, we're going to be talking about uh, basically starting a series of eight videos where we're going to discuss specific cognitive functions and what they do. These videos are a little bit shorter. I try to keep video length around 18 to 20 minutes long just so that you can get everything with each particular subject because it's just a lot of material to cover. It's probably a year's worth of material to cover before we get all of it. Uh, but we're just going to try to break it down into smaller pieces when we can. So that being said, uh, today's uh, cognitive function that we're going to be looking at is uh, extroverted thinking. And uh, extroverted thinking, let's see if I actually have something to write with here. Let's see if I can write it out for you. My uh, terrible handwriting. Um, or maybe, I don't know if my marker can actually work. TE, also known as extraverted thinking. So, my handwriting's terrible, so I apologize. Let's see if you guys can see that. Maybe the sun's getting in the way. Yeah. Sun's getting in the way. Looks like I have to figure out how to do this right later. So who cares? Uh, anyway, extroverted thinking. Uh, the symbol for it is capital T, lowercase e. Extroverted thinking is basically... It's getting a little hot in here. Cool. Uh... So TE, basically, uh, uppercase T, lowercase E, 
uh, expert thinking. Um, but the more layman's term way of putting it is rationale. It's just rational thinking. That's what it is. So people with who have high TE or high expert thinking means that they are rational thinkers or they make decisions using rationale. Other people have TI, which is introverted thinking, and that's logic. And those people are logical. Those people are logical uh, thinkers. So basically, a rational thinker is somebody who makes decisions based on stati statistics, gathering data, uh, patterns within data. Uh, they make decisions based on majority rules, uh, gathering a bunch of votes or gathering a bunch of, uh, you know, what other people are thinking, gathering information and references. They're all about reference points. Uh, an expert thinker, uh, like a, a good example of, a, of an expert thinker is an ISTJ or an INTJ. But the ISTJ, uh, some people call it the examiner. I prefer to call it the scholar, the scholar type. They're all about being this walking library and because they value knowledge so much. So they try to commit to memory as many reference points as possible. Uh, lots of references, lots of uh, footnotes. Uh, they're also the kind of type that's going to tell you, hey, cite your sources on like literally everything. And then you're wondering to yourself, OK, do you actually have any original thoughts in your head whatsoever? Or are you just like literally some walking library of references and don't have any of your own material? You start asking yourself that question when you're around them. But then again, you end up start asking that question around any rational thinker. And what I qualify a rational thinker is anyone who has uh, extroverted thinking in their top four functions. So in their ego, basically. So those types that are expert thinkers are the ESTJ, known as the overseer, um, the ENTJ, known as the chief, um, the ISTJ, which is the examiner or the scholar, uh, the INTJ, which is the strategist. Some people call it the mastermind. Uh, and then also uh, the fifth one would be an advocate, an ENFP or an ESFP. That's number six. Number seven would be an ISFP, the artist. Uh, and number eight would be the INFP, also known as the dreamer. So those are Eight of the types, so what we've just figured out here is that eight of the types have rational thinking and they make decisions based on rationale. Uh, some of those eight types have higher rationale than others, but for the most part, uh, it's still, I mean, they also could be using their moral decision making, but for the most part, when it comes to thinking, not based on what they feel, it's rational. So Let's imagine what rational thinking actually looks like. So inside of a rational thinker's head, imagine that they are sitting at 10 tables simultaneously and there's, a, and there's 10 lines of thoughts. And each thought could be a true false judgment, right? In these 10 lines. Well, each of those 10 lines, you're sitting at this table, at these 10 tables simultaneously and each thought is coming up at the same time and you're ruling each thought, each thought true or false. So six of them could be true, four of them could be false, or eight of them could be false and two of them true. But the decision that's made, what the mind, the rational thinker's mind believes is true or false, is based on the majority. So if the majority of the 10 tables rule true, then the decision is a true decision, and that is how they will believe, basically. It doesn't actually have anything to do with arriving to an actual truth decision. 
they actually are making decision based on those around them that believe that something is true or false. That's why it's extroverted. Extroversion means it's outside of oneself. It is something that is extra, right? So that extra they're trying to get are thoughts. They're trying, they're literally thought vampires. They're feeding on the thoughts of other people constantly because they need a better, uh, they have a hard time producing those true false thoughts inside of themselves. So they need to go to external sources for those uh, thoughts. And that's what an extroverted thinker does. An extroverted thinker is a person who goes out of their way to surround themselves with smart people or what they believe is smart people so that they have, so that they feel smart basically because they're absorbing all of the smart thoughts from other people. Uh, there's a lot of good examples of this uh, in society today. Um, Donald Trump, he is an extroverted thinker. Everyone thinks he's an ESTP. No, he's not an ESTP. He's an ENTJ. That's so whatever. If you hear ESTP, tell them they're they're wrong. That's not true. He's an ENTJ. Uh, another example of a rational thinker uh, would be Ty Lopez. He's an ENFP. Gary Vaynerchuk, he's also an ENFP. Um, ENFPs have extroverted thinking child. It's the third slot in their cognitive function for their uh, um, conscious mind, also known as their ego. So they're all about rational thinking. Uh, that's why Ty Lopez, for example, is like, oh, hey, I'm going to uh, read a book a day, right? Or he's got his book club or he's constantly got his YouTube videos and he's talking about books all the time and having mentors and whatnot. It's because he's filling his mind with these reference points. And when he wants to express a thought of some kind, he's actually borrowing from the many, many, many thoughts of other people and combining them within his head to create a thought that's his, basically. And then he's projecting that onto somebody else outside of him. That's extroverted thinking. So it literally, extroverted thinking could literally be summed up, yes, as rational thinking, but it could also be summed up as group think. A, an extroverted thinker is more weak to the concept of group think, group true false think, that is, because there's also group good bad think. That's extroverted feeling, but that's another video. But from an extroverted thinking standpoint, when someone's making a true false decision, because it's thinking, it's not feeling, feeling is a good bad decision, but thinking is a true false decision, they usually are looking at what the collective says or what the group says or what the group setting is. And they usually make their decisions with the group. Now, sometimes they may be in a smaller group and they may disagree with that group's decision, but that's because their mind is linked to another group that's a larger group or people who have more rep reputation, right? Or have more credentials. Extroverted thinkers value credentials big time. They value titles. They value labels. An introverted thinker does not care because from an introverted thinker's point of view, I know the truth and that's all that matters. If it's true, it's true, it's true. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter what kind of credential you have. But an extroverted thinker, because they're trying to get external sources of true false judgments, it really is about, um, it really is about credentials. They really want to get those certifications. They really want to get those credentials. And quite frankly, they need them. They need those diplomas. They need those credentials. They need the letters after their name. Don't inhibit them. Don't inhibit an extroverted thinker. Encourage them to go after that because those types of things is what they utilize to actually grow their intelligence, to actually grow. Like telling Ty Lopez to never buy a book again, I mean, you may as well just like, I don't know, 
end his life. Like he can't function without that. He has to have books. ENFPs need books. They need to read constantly. Of course, in my opinion, everyone needs to read constantly. That goes for everybody, but they especially value that. And any extroverted thinker is actually that way. So in your life, if you see someone who's like, oh, hey, look at me at this awesome credential I got or this certification I got, uh, or, um, you know, chances are they're an expert thinker. So let's look at how expert thinking looks at looks at things socially. We've talked about professional stuff, but let's look at how they are socially. In a social situation, extroverted thinkers want others to think well of them. How they feel about themselves is usually drawn with how others think about them. So an extroverted thinker always wants to look good or have others in the group that they're in, whichever group that is at the time, that they are thought well of by those people, right? So it's really easy to tear down extroverted thinkers because if you just make them look bad in a public or group setting, they'll hate you forever because they will start feeling bad about themselves. They will start to lose self-worth and they could feel that loss because everyone around them where they're drawing true false judgments in and using that to create value within themselves, right? It's being lost because they're being taken to a task or one of their failures or one of their problems is being made light in front of other people. And they instantly assume whether or not it's true or not that those people around them will think less of them and they just cannot handle it. That's, you know, and there's some people that get really sensitive to this where they just leave the group with any form of conflict in that direction. Um, other times they're like, okay, well, I get that you all think about this for me, but then they'll provide additional reference points and additional evidence to defend themselves, right? But that's what extroverted thinkers are. They can get really sensitive in public situations. But on a positive end, these are the people who just like, they love being in the limelight. They love to be in the spotlight. They love to just feel the status Extroverted thinking is all about status, whereas, you know, extroverted feelings about recognition, but we'll get to that later. But extroverted thinking is all about status. Any way they could raise up their status, their credentials, the letters after their name, their certifications, their diplomas, uh, any of that. And also extroverted thinkers, when they see that other people don't have those credentials or don't have those diplomas, they're going to be like, well your opinion is not as important because you haven't studied at this school or whatever, or I studied at Harvard. So that instantly makes me smarter than you. Like they do that all the time, you know? And to be honest, I guarantee you people on this channel are going to be like, well, what's your credentials? What school did you, Mr. C.S. Joseph actually uh, train at to learn all of your psychology? And when I tell them I learned it on the street, they're like, well, then, then what basis do you have? I'm like, well, because I'm an expert and I'm sorry, you can throw any psychologist at me, uh, a Jungian, and I can definitely go take in the task for it. But, you know, extroverted thinkers don't see it that way because I don't have flashy letters next to my name. My opinion is not as valid to them. It's all about validity because however many reference points, how many credentials, how many labels, how much status one has makes that person more valid. Why? Because the extroverted thinker wants to feel valid. And that's, but more, more on the validity component later when we start talking about introverted feeling. So you'll notice that a lot of these cognitive functions link together. 
and they're on axes to each other. So they actually like when one turns, the other turns with. One feeds the other. So we'll get more into that later. So anyway, I think that just about covers extroverted thinking and the extroverted thinking types. Uh, if you have any questions, leave a comment. I'll answer your questions. Um, and uh, otherwise, uh, if you found this video informational or helpful, please uh, like and subscribe. That would be great. And otherwise, uh, regardless of anyone liking or subscribing, I'm going to continue doing these videos because I want to get everything in here out there so that everyone can see it and use it because this type of science, people just don't really know about it or they're too afraid of it or they don't understand it. And because they don't understand it, they condemn it. And that's what I'm trying to stop. So anyway, guys, uh, I'll probably do another video tonight. So I'll see you then.